Hello and a warm welcome to all of our listeners. This is episode five of the Capgemini Customer Perspective podcast. Today, we'll be exploring the retail energy market in light of the COVID pandemic. My name is Natalie Griffiths, and I'll be joined by Nicholas Bariati. Hello, Natalie. And Lucas Casabon. Hello there. So, Nicholas and Lucas are from our utilities practice, and they will be giving their perspective on the challenges faced by the retail energy market, including some thoughts on the impact of technology, trust, and trends. Plus, we'll get their all-important view of what next for customer engagement. So let's start off with some questions. So Nick, before we discuss the impact of COVID, can you please set the scene for us? What does the energy retail market look like in the UK now? Sure. Thanks, Natalie. So the energy retail market has some well-known characteristics. The competition has been very fierce over the last few decades, even if it's now it's settling down slightly. The regulation is also very strong and in a continuous evolution. Of GEM, the energy regulator is keeping a constant pressure on price caps and consumer rights. And finally, the price comparators have become something extremely important on the market. Probably heard of Money Supermarket or U-Switch. And they basically encourage customers to switch as often as possible to always go for the better deal, which is already not really good for brand loyalty for the retail, the energy retailers, of course. But lately, we've seen two new trends on the market. The first one is that we've observed that customers are now putting a real premium on the quality of service and customer experience. Basically, they expect the same level of service that they would have from somebody like Amazon, for example. So the best in class across all industry. And the utility companies cannot really afford to compare to, with each other anymore. They really not have to align on these best standards they will find on, on the web. There is also something that we've been talking about for decades that has finally happened. The market of energy was a switch from a commodity market to a proper product or service market. So customers are now buying more than a commodity. What, the, what do I mean by commodity is that uh, they, they used not to have any notion of quality, uh, electricity with electricity, and, but uh, the energy that comes through is the exact same to you and to the customer. But now the energy itself has become a product with green or carbon-free energy, for example. So it's actually a differentiator. And customers are happy to pay a premium to have this kind of products. Okay, thanks, Nick. So now let's turn our attention to the impact of COVID. Obviously, the pandemic has been a shock for every market. But what's your view from a utilities perspective? So Lucas and I are part of the team of uh, utilities experts in Capgemini, and we've been working on on this question quite a lot lately. Uh, I think there is a, a first impact that is directly impacting customers and it's about trust. Historically, consumers have had a trust issue with utilities, but the pandemic has reset this. During the pandemic, we've seen some absolutely fantastic people, the key workers of these companies on the field or in the call centers, dedicated to helping the customers in the need. Uh, and as a whole, these companies have also proven being extremely resilient. It's a simple question. How many times did you see the light flicker, for example? Never. So the pandemic has demonstrated to us how reliable they have been, and very few industries can claim the same. And uh, what it means internally as well is that uh, the change, uh, there there has been a change that has been accelerated by the pandemic. For decades, these companies have been talking a lot about being leaner, improving systems or processes and so on. But they have also started to understand that the best assets they have to deliver this great customer experience is actually the fantastic people working for them. 
Those people are essential to create the good customer experience these companies are now after. And the, the workforce is also a key differentiator against the full web new entrants challenging them on the market. That's great. Thanks, Nick. So, Lucas, can I ask for your thoughts here too? Yeah, of course. Thanks, Natalie. Uh, so traditionally, we've observed that the big companies are slowed down by their processes. Colloquially, that's also known as red tape, especially when it comes to the larger scale IT transformation that's addressing your legacy systems, for example. However, there has been a simplification of how these companies operate, especially due to the pandemic. There have been concerted efforts to streamline all of this. For business continuity's sake, they have been they have been enabled their team to deliver the services where possible from home, and it went smoother than anyone could have imagined. They have accomplished things in a few weeks that would have not dared to in a few years. Some examples that come into mind is call centers for, and their agents are now able to work from home and still able to securely access sensitive systems and information. This information has allowed for a mindset shift, which allows energy suppliers to have more time and energy to focus on customers and innovation. Brilliant. Thanks, Lucas. It sounds as though energy retailers have had to adapt quite rapidly during this time. Are there any other thoughts from you, Nick? Well, I think um, this pandemic times have been quite uh, a unique moment. And what they need to know is to, to leverage the takeaways of these uh, times. They need to carry on doing the things that they've learned during the pandemic and continue to empower other people, as Lucas just said. They also have to harness this energy and flexibility to transform the business model even more further and to become truly digital. If you had asked a year ago to any C-level of these companies how long it would have taken to change the business model, they would have said decades, uh, probably. But because of the pandemic, they, they had to do it within weeks. Uh, and uh, we mentioned earlier the renewed trust uh, between those companies and the customers. So they need to build on that. And there are some changes that have been discussed for ages that need to happen now if they really want to keep this good momentum. A few examples of these changes needed are breaking the silos between the different services and, and products they're proposing and encourage interdepartmental collaboration in a goal to provide a smooth and seamless experience to the customers. They also have to take advantage of the data pool they've been collecting for some time now and use it to offer a better service and tailor-made experience to the customers. And finally, they should as well focus a bit less on cost to serve and a bit more on right the first time. So basically, how they could provide the right answer to the right customer at the right time. Thanks, Nick. So COVID or not, as you said before, the utilities market is highly competitive and the traditional energy retailers uh, are losing ground against the newer entrants such as Octopus or Bowl. So, Lucas, can I turn to you now? With that context, can you provide some examples of what the traditional energy companies should be focused upon to help them regain their position and to grow again? Sure. I think we should cover the new entrants and the challenger brands such as Octopus and Bulb, who are certainly gaining momentum against the historical dominant players like British Gas. There are three specific things that, I, that we want to cover today. I will cover technology and trust, and then Nick will uh, talk about embracing change. Let me pick up with uh, technology. This is the hardest one, as smaller and new companies can afford to have custom-made IT and are not weighed down by the legacy IT infrastructure. While the traditional players have huge legacy systems, which they need to support, 
Their scope and products are defined by existing infrastructure, making them much less agile. To conclude, disruptors are intrinsically designed as digital businesses. They are providing a service rather than a product. On to my second point. Next, we have trust. The mindset shift is to think away from selling to a customer to siding with the customer. Customers expect more, and they are already getting more from the challengers and the price comparators. Challengers such as Octopus and Bulb offer a clear and transparent communication strategy for their customer regarding offers, plunge pricing alerts, and others. Then we have the price comparator websites who email you a few months ahead of the end of your contract to propose you the best deals available. As we already mentioned earlier, this is not a commodity market. Customers are beginning to expect value from their energy retailers. The final element is embracing change. Nick will cover this one. Over to you. Thanks, Lucas. Yeah, to, so to explain what we mean by embracing change, uh, I need to get back a decade ago. Um, so at the beginning of the, of the 2000s, to face all the new entrants on the now privatized market, uh, the retailers had to propose many new services like home care products, insurances, repair, and so on. And it was a necessary diversification for them to survive, but it was also welcome uh, added value for the, for the consumers, of course. Nowadays, the need to extend the portfolio is back, and it's actually stronger than ever. And this time, we're talking about electric mobility, battery storage, connected home, and so on. The holy grail for them has become to own your home, in a sense that their goal is to provide you with energy, of course, but also all sorts of services revolving around it, such as heating pumps, EV chargers, or solar panels, for example. By selling you these high-priced products, uh, it would really help them to build a long-term relationship with the consumers and increase the retention and overall, of course, increase the customer, the customer value as well. A good example of that is what Octopus has been doing lately. They've launched their own branch to lease EV vehicles, but they also install EV chargers for you. And finally, they can propose you some specific energy tariffs for EV owners. So that's a great example of bringing the value for the customers and, bring, and building the loyalty as well. Okay, so that's technology, trust, and embracing change. These are certainly significant areas of focus, Nick. So what could happen if they don't take these into consideration? So first of all, uh, even if we are keep talking about the challenges for this for these big companies, we still have to remind everyone that they still own 70% of the market shares. So they're still leading the market. But this being said, the hegemony has already been challenged quite seriously over the last decades by the new players like Octopus, Bulb, or Ovo, for example, to the point where actually uh, Ovo, for example, who is a, a quite new player on this market, has been able to acquire um, the, B2, the B2C activities of SSE, one of the historical players. And there also have been some consolidation as well in the market. So things are really moving. But now the competition inside the market is stabilizing. And the real threat is coming from outside. Uh, other other industries are actually preying on the, the energy uh, market now. For example, car makers. Uh, if you take the example of Volkswagen in, in Germany, they're obviously saying, selling EV cars, and uh, they would also sell you EV chargers, and they're also having their own branch, Ellie, able to provide you with energy tariffs. So we also have the petrol companies like Shell, for example, who make quite an entrance on the on the energy retail market lately. So you have you have this competition from outside that's getting stronger and stronger. And there is also one uh, last thing I would like to mention. Uh, there is one asset we haven't mentioned so far, 
it's actually the brands of these companies. So the value of the brand is actually diminishing slowly as younger generations don't give much credit to the seniority. So there is also a real challenge for them there. Okay, so thanks, Nix. I want to finish up our discussion now by focusing back on the customer. So, Lucas, thinking about the future and customer engagement specifically, can you share some final thoughts? Yes, for me, there are three things to consider for the future of customer engagement. Those are show me your value, show me that you know me, and show me the future. Let me start off with the first one, show me your value, and that there are no second chances. The hard truth is that utilities are mostly invisible and fairly anonymous to everyday customers. Unless something stirs them, like a price change, or something doesn't function, like an electricity cut or a blackout. It's unlikely that a customer will give you their time. If a customer chooses to engage with you, it could be the very first time that they do so. At this point, the experience they have needs to be at the top of the game and able to demonstrate value as to why this customer chooses you in the first place. Value doesn't just come in monetary terms. It comes from being seen as a trusted expert with honesty and integrity. There are no second chances, and switching in 24 hours is just on the horizon. Which leads me to my second point. Show me that you know me. I'm not just a meter number. This is around personalization. Personalization is expected with Amazon trailblazing as others follow. Be sure to use the vast amount of data you have available to engage with your customers in a meaningful dialogue and think for me. That is to show me offers and products that I'm likely to be interested in and not that you're showing to the masses. And make me feel special, not like a meter number. Which leads to the third point. Show me the future, but get the basics right first. Technology is important and it's a fast-paced consumer world. Utilities need to catch up, especially in the incumbent players. The expectations are high in this 24-7, 365 connected world. So the apps released to your customer needs to function exceptionally well and not just be a clunky front end. You need to be able to pay on the go or review your builds at will and ask questions to someone and it doesn't even matter if they're human or not when the urge takes you. Be warned, however, as technology has little meaning to me unless I interact with it, customers would rather you get the basics right first. That's great. Goodness me. Well, there's a lot to consider. Thank you both for your participation. So if you want to hear more, you can subscribe to the Capgemini Customer Perspective podcast using your favorite podcast in app for example, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And of course, you'll be able to download our World Energy Markets Observatory Report for 2020 from the Capgemini website. That's all from me. We'll be back with another episode next month. So don't forget to tune in.